Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? And his partner, Fader Tapender Stevenson. For Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rob Florence. No Grado this week. Yeah, Grado is rehearsing his pantomime. It's called The Mysterious Adventures of Aladdin or The Wonderful Adventures of Aladdin. It's called Aladdin. It's some kind of Aladdin. John, producer John, is in the room with me. Producer John, what's the name uh, of Grado's show? It's Is it The Magical Adventures of Aladdin? The Magical Adventures of Aladdin, which you can see yeah. at Glasgow's Pavilion Theatre. And it's the last... Pantomime at the Pavilion Theatre under current management. So that should be an interesting one to catch. See if they'll go out in a blaze of glory and whether the current manager will immolate himself, set himself on fire like that a monk did <laughs> back in the day on stage when the clock comes down and the sweeties are getting flung out. It just sets himself up in a fireball. John, uh, you going to the panel? Do you know what? We were talking about panels on the radio this week, right? And we got in a conversation on the radio. Right? And we're going to do this, right? Can you imagine, right? Like, because my boss was taking a wee, is we a wee boy to the panel for the first time, and she had mm. to explain to this wee boy what a panel was. So, I mean, he explained to a four-year-old, you know, right? So, there's a guy dressed as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And careful, then, John. Careful, John. I'll just then, say. Then there's a guy who's mainly, generally, the male, the male leads played by a woman, and then they do lots of inappropriate jokes. Which, at any given time of the year, if you did in the household, would be people would tut at you. But in a theatre full of wains and adults, it's all right to do. And then you have to boo people. You have to say there's someone behind you. You have to throw to get sweeties thrown into the crowd. It's just a bit fucking mad, isn't it? Because like normally at theatre, like the last thing you do is shout at things at the actors at the theatre. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you don't go and see Hamlet and shout. As, watch yourself, mate. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> this is me pretending I know what happens in Hamlet, by the way. Aye, that's good, that's good. Um, so, uh, aye, it is, a, it is a weird thing. We perfect, really do. perfect for wrestlers to be involved with. No, absolutely. Obviously, Jester's um, part of the, the panel, Grado and Jester's part. We on the radio next week are going to send a foreigner to go to their first panel uh, and come back on the air and review it for Which us. Which one? Uh, we're go- hopefully Grado's. I'm going to see if we can buy tickets to give him some plugs on the radio, but I think he's always tight on tickets. So uh, we're going to send him to a foreigner to a panto just to get the reaction. This guy's never been to a panto before, and we're just going to get him- send this guy to a panto and get his review the next game day just to question him, going, what did you make of that? Because I often wonder to myself what it would be like if somebody arrived here for an alien planet and you took them to the wrestling. I like how you would explain because obviously you wouldn't want to ruin it by going, listen, this is all wrestling's kid on, by the way. So you would go and then you would be there with a the person, you'd walk in, let's say you're at ringside with this guy who's never seen wrestling before, or woman who's never seen wrestling before, and the wrestling match is taking place, and then he maybe sees a wee float. Let's say it's a, it's a young bucks that are wrestling, they maybe he maybe sees that's no made contact exactly that move there. And that you know what I mean, and he's not even <laughs> going to think about it in terms of a move. He's going to kind of go, "Why would they do that in the middle of a fight? Like, what is like you couldn't possibly?" There's a kind of grammar and a language to wrestling that I don't think I think we it's take a, for granted a wee bit. 
It's like, aye, it's like, as a, a pro, is it, this is meant to be a proper fight. Why is the guy going up to the top rope and jumping off the top rope? Is he, you know, just kicking aye, him while he's in the ground? Aye, nene it makes, nene it makes sense. And Panto's kind of like that, isn't it? It's kind of like... It's the wrestling. It's kind of like that. It's like the wrestling. Um, as, as many things, as many things are. Many things in life are like the wrestling. Uh, right, so let's see um, what the punters have been saying this week. What have the punters been talking about? People have been, um, obviously, caring about War games, John. Yes. You know what I mean? I want like to talk about war games. That's kind of my main thing on this show. But uh, Gary get in touch. Um, he's cut a promo on Grado to kick his ass. That's good. Well, the cat's away, the mice will play. You know what I mean? So Grado's not in the room. Let's hear what Gary's got to say. Hello, gentlemen. Lovely to speak to you both. Um, not you, John. I'm just at a Visco Bride shopping centre just now, and uh, I was in doing some early Christmas shopping. I had my headphones in, and I'd ran out of any good podcasts to listen to, so I flung this shite on, and I've seen that he's had this wee segment where he asked people to phone in and cut promos on you and throw scathing childish insults, which is all very well and good, but uh, I'm not here to do that today. I'm actually here today to air some petty grievances uh, with Mr. Steveley. So, Rab and John, you're both fannies, but you're both fine for this week. He's so bright, funnily enough, uh, changed my life, much as it changed Grado's life. I'm actually driving by the post office just now where Jake Snake Roberts uh, was a big influence in Grado, just Beautiful. like Grado was a big influence in me. Maybe about eight years ago at a wrestling show in East Bride. It was the first time I'd ever seen Grado. I've loved wrestling for years. I was a huge wrestling fan for 20 or so years up to this point. I was fat, I was out of shape, I looked like shite, and I had no athletic ability. So I thought, you know, wrestling's just no for me. It's just not something that I would ever be able to excel at. That wasn't until I seen Grado, who was also fat, out of shape, looked like shite and had no athletic ability. And you need to remember as well, this was at the time when Grado was actually over and people cared about him. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> so uh, it was very eye-opening for me and I decided to take up wrestling training at that point. Long story short, I was pushed at it and I ended up just becoming an MC for wrestling shows. I was the wish version of Simon Cassidy for a couple of years. But on one show, I wasn't uh, ring announcing that night. Uh, I actually agreed to help Grado do his merch stand for that night when he was on the show. Which was all oh, well and good. Go. Happy to take one for the team. Stood there for about four hours selling these poorly knockoff put together in the Philippines hats and shaky t-shirts that shrunk after one wash, which he was punting at extortionate prices to working class and families already feeling <laughs> the pinch. That was fine. Got to the end of the night uh, and I'd collected all the money and I think we'd done quite well that night. We done quite well. It was like 350 quid or something like that. So I handed you all the 20s and the 10s and all the notes, which was great. You pocketed them. And then I had a big handful of smash. It was all pounds and two pounds, 50s and 20s and all the coppers and everything that came alongside it. I handed you all of that and said, do you know what, Gary? Do you know what? Do you can, do you can work, Gary? Do you can work, Gary? Uh, you keep that. You keep that money, right? And you gave me all that uh, smash pack, which was, you know, it was like 25 quid. So it was uh, very generous of you, and I appreciated it a lot. And I turned around to walk away, and uh, he said, Gary, Gary, Gary. Uh, and I turned around, and I thought, oh, this is going to be something. He's going to say something inspiring here. He's going to, oh, he's going to tell me, like, you could be like me one day. Fucking God forbid. You could be like me one day or whatever it is. And uh, you, you stood there and you says, open your horn, open your horn. I opened my hand up. And for the next 30 seconds or so, you just meticulously raked through that money and picked out every one pound and every two pounds. <gasps> Humiliated me. I stood there, I'm a fucking civil servant. I've got a mortgage and a car and a wife. I've got a good paying job. And I'm stood there with fucking fat tubby weirdo for Ayrshire. And he's leotard picking pound coins out my hand. So I ended up with about £6.50, uh, all said and done. Coppers, walking out there with fucking coppers in my pocket. Just there all night selling the shite, and I'm walking out there with coppers in my pocket, and I've never forgot it. Alright, so uh, that was that. Um, you know, have a nice Christmas and all that, everybody. All the best to you. Congratulations on the baby grade, though. You're a wee bit more fucking generous with them than you are with me. Fucking hell, man. We need to do that to Grado when he gets back. No, that wasn't like a promo, was it? That was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's a shame Grado's not here to hear that one. When Grado gets back on, we need to play that on that because I want a retort from yeah, Grado. I want a response to that one. That's brutal. That's fucking brutal, man. <laughs> Picking at, pick at the pound coins. Dear, I can see dear. him doing it. I, I can, can see him doing that. 
I can see it. I can see it. Craig points out after last week's show, the Leighton Buzzard was on the podcast. One time, Rab and Grado were off. Kind regards, go. Clint for Hershey. Oh, Hershey bar there. I bet you Clint for Hershey has heard Hershey bar getting said about he's where he comes for about a million times. So I apologise to you, Clint, for that. Clint Eastwood there for Hershey bar. Tommy has uh, something to rival. Hello, Granny. For the Undertaker here. You should give your mom a big hug and tell her it's from The Undertaker. <laughs> you should give your mom a big hug and tell her it's from The Undertaker. Ah, it's better. I can't get enough of that stuff, man. I can't get enough of that. How, how serious as well he is when he's saying that. Fucking, you can't beat it. Oh, boy. Beautiful. Um, Karate Warrior 2 has pointed us in the direction of Gospe versus Alte. What is this? Is this some MMA stuff? No, no, no. It's Gospe versus Alte. These are two Turkish football teams. I don't know if you've seen this footage, Rab, but basically one of the supporters turns into the Sandman. Let me show you this. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a supporter cracking the football player with the corner flag. I've never seen anything like that in my life, man. Using the corner flag like a pure kendo stick right over the goalie's napper. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> That's why I don't watch MMA. Because <laughs> Gospi and Alte are always up to that kind of stuff. Um, thanks to everybody who pointed us in the direction of this Welsh fan for the World Cup, by the way. I saw this was trending on Twitter during the week. I, I, I can't lie. I, I, was, I was fuming. I was tapping. I think... I really expected a win today. I didn't go in thinking we were going to batter him. I thought we'd go in. I would take 1-0. I would just take a victory, but to lose 2-0, it's gutting, it's gutting, you know. And I think for Iran, it's probably their biggest victory they've had since the Iron Sheik beat uh, Bob Backlund at WrestleMania. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I, just, I just think now we got to go on and we got to beat England. Beautiful. <laughs> And it's just one of the moments where you kind of go, ah, he's one of us. <laughs> he's one of us. Do you know I, what I mean? I was like, I can't, the reporter must be going, what the fuck are you talking about? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, talking about football, we've brought back the pun in for the World Cup and we are looking for wrestling-based football puns. Right, I put this um, up, Rab. I'm going to get you to judge these and you can run through them because I put this up earlier. Uh there's been a few in. Here we go. Uh, right, okay. From Mick Motherwell. The defender's dream, Jordan Rhodes. That's right. Yeah, okay. Rhodes, Jordan Rhodes. The defender's dream, I like that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, VAR truth. Pretty good. Pretty good. Elimination Chamberlain, Helen Lacelso, and Chris Kamala. Chris Kamala's pretty good, isn't it? That's a good one. World Cup base one from Gavin Wilson because it's the team that are playing Don Morocco. Right, okay. Don Morocco. Kane good. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Harry Kane. Noam Var and Stone Cold Saudi Arabia says collectible R. Stone Cold Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Somebody had the cheek to send in Stone Cold Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yep. David Pallet in our World Cup base one. Mouth of the South Korea. Mask, I like, I like that. Mask, and David's also, David's also with Denmark's, um, Stephen McCabe, Rushton, and Diamond Dallas Page. Jeez. And that's how far we've got so far with these. Well, keep them coming. Come on, there's a, the World Cup is ongoing, so um, get your World Cup uh, wrestling daft puns in, please, for our pun and get some football ones in. You know, Grado loves these. Um, so get them in if you want to get in touch with us about any of that send us your puns or just random wrestling related stuff get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast just Wrestling Daft on Facebook our email is at WrestlingDaft at gmail.com now John I feel like I've not spoken to you about Harry's very much I'm always speaking to Grado about it but yeah. I don't want you labouring under the misconception that Harry's isn't you know as, as just a razor company because it's it's more than that they're going to revamp your whole routine, John. You know your routine that you go through every day before you go and do your work for George Bowie. You want to, you want to look good for George, right? I do. So, close shaves, flake-free hair, all the stuff you need. Clear, healthy skin, all the stuff George Bowie demands. 
Harry's is going to sort you out with that. And we're giving all the punters out there listening to this chance to try out this skincare range with a freebie, a trial set. What's in this trial set? Well, of course, you get your expertly engineered weighted handle and a one five blade cartridge crafted by artisans. This is a beautiful, beautiful razor. Made in a German factory, precision trimmers, efficiency. Handy foaming shave gel for effective lubrication and me and Grado have spoken at length about the quality of this shave gel and I am not just doing this because it's a marketing thing. It's the best shave gel I've ever used. Travel blade cover as well for life's adventures if you want to be cutting about the tune and you also get a free hydrating night lotion. Now, this is the thing we're talking about with the skincare. This hydration, this hydrating lotion is going to brighten up your tired looking skin. It's going to sink in quickly. It's going to leave no greasy residue. Best of all, you keep using it. It's going to help your skin maintain its moisture, leaving it looking clear, healthy and restored. And it comes with your trial set. And yet, listen, see when this wee trial set pops in your door, by the way, John, you've had a couple come in, haven't you? I've, I, do you know, I've used Harry's a lot. Anytime I shave, because um, we've had a couple of trial sets in to the Mac and Alley household, and anytime I shave the old neck beard, because I leave a, wee bit of, leave a wee bit of growth on my face, but I shave the neck beard with the Harry's, and it is brilliant. And you know what? I love the smell of it. love the smell of it. Smells like a premium product, doesn't it? You know what I mean? You open up that wee box. I like the packaging as well. I like how simple the packaging is, how waste-free the packaging is. Open up that wee box. Get in, you've got your weighted razor in there, feels nice in the hand, love the wee razors. Get the shaving foam on, any excuse to shave to get that shaving foam on. I just really enjoy uh, shaving with that stuff. And the lotion, no a lotion guy, you need to be honest, I'm not a big lotion guy, but I have tried this lotion and I do think it's made a bit of a difference. And believe me, when you've got as many kids as I've got, you need as much skin help as you can get because you're, you're in the trenches, let me tell you. So make sure to support wrestling daft start your own skincare journey by redeeming a free harry's trial set free all you cover is 3.95 for your delivery just head to harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft and have your trial set and your free night lotion delivered to your door get it in for christmas so you're looking fresh at the christmas table that's harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, every week we like to separate the picture advent calendars, you know, the ones with wee drawings on them, for the chocolate ones, the ones that we all actually like. Oh, actually, anyway. Have your have you wings got chocolate calendars? They, they have got chocolate ones, but you know what? Like, I like the picture ones. Like, see my fond memories of advent calendars right. when I was a wee guy? It was ones with the wee pictures because the chocolate is just, oh, oh it's a bit of chocolate. Aye. Oh, it's another you, bit of chocolate. You, oh, it's a bit you, of chocolate today. You don't have a special calendar. Have you got like a gaming calendar where you get a wee game thing? Or, or, or you got like no, a, no, a whiskey calendar or something like that? Jen uh, got me a, a marshmallow calendar. So it's a different marshmallow, a different because I'd love marshmallows. And Do marshmallows you have marshmallows? Fucking marshmallows. Really? Love them. Why? I, I mean, as a very, you know, like. Un- People, when you say, what's your favourite sweetie? I've, I've never heard anyone say, I fucking love a marshmallow. Marshmallows are my favourite Like, sweet. what type of marshmallow? But basically, any marshmallows, like, see a packet of, a, a packet of marshmallows, own brand marshmallows for a co-op or for a fucking Tesco or for anywhere. I love them all. Sometimes you get the big mega marshmallows, you know, the big giant aye, ones aye, as well. Big I American can, ones. I can easily handle them. I just love marshmallows. Do you like, like roasting any, them or do you just I love like ro- I love roasting them. I love eating them. I love... Um, I just love them. I just, I just, love, I just love marshmallows. My dad loved them. My dad loved marshmallows as well. He's marshmallow daft. Wow. No, I'm marshmallow daft. That's that's fucking me. Like honestly, I think you must be the only person in that in Scotland that when they've addressed what is your favourite sweetie, a marshmallow. I don't think there's many others out there that. Well, let's see, guys. Let's let us know if anybody out there loves a marshmallow. I just think I think sometimes people don't think about them, but actually. See if I'm getting treats and see if I'm like, we're going to be watching something special or, or the wrestling or something. Let's say it's WrestleMania or whatever. Aye. I'll go out and I'll get in the nice crisps that we like and I'll get in the nice drink that we like and the wee nibbles and all that kind of stuff. 
and a bag of marshmallows. There needs to be a bag of marshmallows in the mix, always. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did I get one? Aye, because I've got a marshmallow advent calendar. Uh, my wife has a makeup advent calendar. She has one that's got different wee makeup products, so that she has that kind of thing. Um, now, I want to talk about, in terms of burying and putting over, I want to talk about war games. War games! John, I want to talk about war games. Good, right? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? I did. You didn't, clearly. Why did you enjoy it? I thought, well, women's match, good. Some good spots in it. Um, Nikki looked great in it. Um, Through the pay-per-view, I liked the the finish in the Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins match. I thought that was a really good match. AJ Styles... Bauer was decent. I, I wanted a wee bit more from that. The, you know, they maybe should have done like the kind of the Judgment uh, Day versus, you know, the OC with that kind of faction thing. Maybe should have done that because he did that in Raw on Monday, but maybe should have done that in Survivor Series. But, it was, you know, it's Finn Bauer and AJ Styles. I thought the women's uh, title match was rotten. I thought it was terrible. I don't think Shotzi and Rousey worked well at all together. Um, what else was on the card? And just the, there was only four. There was only five matches in the card, wasn't there? Yeah, and, there was a, there was the men's. And then the men's, the story that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns and that whole story with Jay and everything. I thought it was a brilliantly told story in that ring, and I thought like the the finish was just golden. And I and it it's like two the belt's been on Reigns now for coming up for two years now. Uh, and I'm still not bored of it. I'm still not bored of him kind of. I thought him sit, seeing him sitting in that chair, in the cage, and just kind of pointing people. And I oh, that was a brilliant that. moment, wasn't it? That was a that brilliant was, moment. That, that was brilliant. But right, I, okay, I, I, I like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I hear you, John. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. But I was, I was quite, um, I was quite interested watching war games because I thought to myself, they. Now, Triple H loves war games, I think. I think that's the reason why we're seeing it, is because Triple H loves it, right? Yeah. War games is a very, very particular thing, I think, and I think you need to be very careful in how you book it and how you how you plan that match. Because I actually, I actually think the war games matches were pretty boring right. on the whole. And I kind of think you've got a bit of an issue. Let's take the women's war games match for an example, you've got a bit of an issue there where, you know, Michael Cole's constantly saying, they remember the match hasn't started yet, the match doesn't start until everybody's in. So you've got this long extended period of people getting released, people coming in, people getting released, people coming in, the odds are changing and all that, you know what I mean? And I kind of thought to myself, they've no done they've no done enough here. And I've noticed a wee bit of a trend as well with the WWE in recent times. I kind of feel like the role Royal Rumbles aren't quite as aren't quite booked as well as they used to be either. There's well, I'd seen but, that a couple of years ago when the Drew Rumble Lesnar that was beautifully booked. That well, was, aye, that was... aye, there are there are moments, right? There are moments that are booked well, and and there are. See, I think the problem with the War Games matches was this: was that the stories that worked in the matches were the stories that were brought into the matches, if you know what I mean. Aye, so aye, like aye. so like the stuff with Roman Reigns and with Sami Zayn and with Kevin Owens and stuff like that, that story already existed. That story was a story that was brought into the cage. There wasn't a story that really took shape in the cage or was created in the cage. And war games like the old war games matches that I think that probably Triple H but the reason why Triple H loves them is because of these oldies. And and I think you need to book a war games match in such a way that there's a sense of high stakes even early in the match and a sense of shifting dynamics and shifting allegiances early in the match. There has to be something happening within the match. And it was the women's match, I think, was the bigger problem. I think what you need in a war games is like, you know, by the time that match starts, there should be a wrestler or a couple of wrestlers who are already deed on their feet. You know yeah, what I mean? There should be there should be wrestlers that have already taken yeah. a couple of finishing mm. moves and are just like ready to be pinned, so like the other ones need to defend them and all of that. You know what I mean? Aye. And there was no sense of that. There was no sense of, oh my god, when this match starts, they're fucked, man. The minute this bell rings, they're fucked or anything. All it really felt like was when the bell rang, right? New, new the match has started, new things matter. But think of how much better it would have been if, you know, for example, Bianca Belair was 
was KO'd, lying KO'd in the ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before a Becky came in or something. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And then you've got, and, and I kind of think that's that's what a War Games match has to be. There was a problem with the, there was a fundamental problem with the booking of both the matches, actually, where there wasn't a real, the, the men's match less so because it did have all that, but you could you could have done that. Well, even the bloodline stuff, you could have done that in a, just a typical Survivor Series match. Or, you know, you could have done it in a four v four Survivor Series match, and yeah. then that's the same story, the exact same thing. And it was the same with the women's one as well. There was there was nothing happening that you had to be in a war games match for it to for it to happen. Really, you know what I mean? No, so I, I kind of feel like if they're going to keep doing war games going forward for here, they're going to have to really do more work about right. How do we tell? An exciting story within it. Yeah, probably the War Games match that's in in modern times that people remember the best is is the one in NXT way. Um, what's her name? Uh, Dakota. Um, Dakota Kai turned. Dakota Kai when she turned in the cage before she went in. That's Aye. something that feels like a War Games type of thing to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and it just kind of needed that. And you know when it when I was watching a women's match and I was going, oh, it's kind of nothing happening here apart from. People hitting their spots and doing their thing. Obviously, people look great. You no, know, Rhea Ripley looked great, and and Becky was great, and she got in and all that. And there wasn't any, fundamentally nothing wrong with the wrestling or anything like that. But I just kind of felt it was a missed opportunity here to make this really set itself apart for other stuff. And I felt that a wee bit about Royal Rumble a wee bit as well. I've kind of thought be a wee bit more inventive. You know, you you think back to these things like you know the time Stone Cold was out the Royal Rumble early, I remember, and then he came back in and all that kind of stuff, and you just want to tell stories within the match, and I kind of feel like they didn't quite aye, aye. do it. So I felt a wee bit disappointed because I was, this is a pay-per-view that's completely under Triple H's eye now, and definitely one of his favourite concepts in wrestling, so I went into it with high hopes. I was thinking, oh, this could be this could be really good, you know what I mean? And I just kind of felt there's no kind of there's maybe just not been quite enough thought put into this here. You know what I mean? Did you enjoy the ending of the men's match, though, with the Sami Zayn stuff? Oh, very much so, aye. Very yeah. much. Sami Zayn's, like, genuinely, Sami Zayn's the wrestler of the year, I think. I, I, do you know what? We're, we're great to talk about um, best women's wrestler of the year in the list later on, but we're great to talk about men's wrestler of the year. But I, I, I can't, at the moment, there's maybe a couple of, of contenders from AEW and what have you, but Sami Zayn has just been incredible. The, his just the little nuances he does, the the stories he tells, and plus the fact he's brilliant in the ring as well. You know, it's it's just yeah, I, I, he's definitely going to be one of our contenders for rest of the year. I think. I just think if you went back three years, right? Let's say you went back a few years ago to when AEW started. Let's go back to when AEW started, right? Run about that period. I don't think you would have guessed that a few years later, the two kind of top guys. It felt like the two top guys were Sami Zayn and MJF. I don't mean top guys. I mean the two guys that have had the best, most impactful years. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sami Zayn and MJF, I think, who have both, you know, and MJF's been, did you see that press conference with MJF in terms right. of putting over stuff? I mean, fucking, I was sending that to people and I was going, this is a fucking wrestler, man. You know what I mean? I want. This is what I want. Yeah. And I just that guy, that that boy's going to be able to name his price. See, see when the day comes when WWE does come knocking, oh, he, he he can name his price. That guy, best heel, you know. I I I'd struggle to think of a better heel in the last. Christ, when, when was the best? Who was the best heel before MJF? I mean, Reigns is great at what he does, but he's a cool heel. Do you know what I mean? He's just a proper a fucking great heel, just old school heel. You know. Maybe the problem the problem with WWE would have with MJF is that they don't have the baby face to go up against them. Like I'm struggling to think of a baby nice. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is, you know, big enough and strong enough to, to feel like they could go um go against him. Anyway, it's interesting times. It's interesting times. Yeah, I, it, was inter- it was interesting Triple H tweeting out about Regal as well, wasn't it? Yes, doing the, the war games. Aye. I thought. I mean, I don't think that. I mean, did Re- Regal left on on Vince's watch though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I reckon there's a really good relationship Triple H and Regal have, obviously via NXT. So I don't. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm. I am sure. I'm convinced that Triple H will have said to Regal, without a shadow of a doubt, when you're done there, you're back here. Aye. Without a shit, without a doubt, that's happened. You know yeah. what I mean? So. um you know, so Regal was in a nice spot. He can he can serve his time at AEW, and he knows he'll have a, a nice wee job waiting for him when he 
when when he goes over to you. But but I thought that was um is there anybody any punters said anything about We've this? We've got lots of correspondence in Rab, um Bronze Chill, our friend, uh this is through the patrons. Um says put over the bloodline, two year long storyline, the best thing in wrestling, Jay also and Sammy making peace this weekend was amazing. Mm. And Roman staring at Sammy at the end of war games, foreshadowing. Good shit. And the Scots Rab getting right get right in season three. Cheers, cheers. So there you go. And Bronze Shell's burying nothing. Um, ben is saying, put over the bloodline, best storyline in wrestling right now. Sammy's absolutely killing it. Also put over the Scots, loving the new seas and the wee wrestling mentions in there too. Yeah, plenty of wrestling mentions. Yep. Yeah, Cheers, man. Burying the SmackDown women's division, desperately needing Charlotte, Naomi and Sasha back. Well, maybe, maybe. Um, Stevie putting over Jericho versus Ishii from last week's Dynamite and Sami Zayn for another brilliantly told story in the War Games match um, and he's got nothing to bury. Good, good. Um, I didn't see the Ishii versus Jericho match, did you? No, I didn't. No. No. I'm going um, through, I'm going to try and check it out though. I need to be watching more of Jericho's stuff. I keep missing, I, I keep missing wee key bits. So I need to stop missing bits. Yeah. Um, Jordy is putting over the bloodline as well. Rhea doing the pull-ups in the cage. That was uh, that was brilliant as well. Um, Buddy and Becky Lynch getting up to make the pin after the leap from the top of the cage. She was already lying on her. Stay down. The ref will still count. Why they didn't make it look, look like a rough fall? Because it was for a fucking sell. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kev putting over Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. Uh, Survivor Seas, he's also putting over Be- Bianca Belair in the War Games match as Raw's Women's Champions. Uh, she could have sat back and joined the match later on, but she started the match anyway and was great. Um, Toby is burying himself. Me being too in my head to want a promo on Grad. He wants to do a promo on Grado and Rab, but uh, put over the Bolgians who have come out the gates firing. <laughs> so uh, fair play to Toby. And Beppy says, over uh, Rhea Ripley, the whole run's been superb. Strap mm-hmm. her up at Mania. And Buddy MGF's jobby coloured belt bulk. <laughs> I mean, everyone seems to be going for the bloodline thing. I mean, oh, I mean, it's been the bloodline stuff has been just incredible, and it's been really great. And it's, you know, it still has legs. This is the thing as well. I don't think anybody's feeling like right. This has run its course. It still has legs, and the Kevin Owens stuff has has added another new wee angle to it as well, a new wee wrinkle. And you know, I would just, what would you do, you, do John? Are, are you, do you think do you think they have the balls to put the belt on Sammy and be the one for Sammy to dethrone Roman? It would be fucking. I don't. I think it would be a pop that would rival the the moment that Sammy turns on the bloodline and face squares up to Roman will be a pop similar to Daniel Bryan when he did the WrestleMania. Was that thirty two? Um, like they need to ride the momentum of that, right? Yeah. They need to ride the momentum, and I'll tell you something, right? See with the see with the dynamic of what's happening with the bloodline now. This upcoming Royal Rumble could be one of the greatest Royal Rumbles there's been in years and years and years. So many stories to tell, isn't there? Because Cody, I think Cody's going to be come back at the Rumble as well. From what you kind of read between the lines, Cody will, will come back at the Rumble as well. And it's like, will they go with Cody? I mean, there's chat, chat obviously about the Rock appearing at the next WrestleMania. Will the Rock turn up at the the Rumble? It could. I mean, like you say, there's so many ways they can go with it. There's so many ways they can go. They have a lot of choices at the minute, which which is the interesting thing. They have a, a lot of options for what WrestleMania could be. I don't know if that, I don't know if that rock match is going to happen. No, if, if, it seems more likely that there'll be a Stone Cold match. To be honest, at the minute, because you see how he's training like mad. He's he looks like he's in amazing shape at the minute, Stone Cold. So you wonder if he if he might have another match. Um, but in terms of Sammy. I just don't know. I just kind of feel like you say the moment Sammy does turn against the bloodline, that pop is going to be something. They're going to have to ride that. They're going to have to ride the momentum of that. No day what the WWE sometimes does, which is like get a fright. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Get a fright and no ride it. <laughs> However, this is as assuming that Sammy Zayn definitely will turn against the bloodline because this is the thing. I mean, obviously, the, the what we know about wrestling, the thing we understand about wrestling is this is what happens. You know what I mean? This is what happens. What should happen? What we imagine? What we project to happen is that at some point, Sami Zayn is going to turn against them all. But you know, they might go a different direction. You never, you, you never know. 
at this minute you never know. They seem to be they, they're playing it beautifully. Uh, it's one of the ones, and you don't often say this day in wrestling where you're like, I think they know what they're doing. Let's leave them to it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Aye, well, they've done it for this long, so fair But point. I'll tell you something, I have no doubt in my mind, John. Like, if they went to Roman and says you're dropping it to Sammy, I think Roman would be like, fine. Good. Aye. Because because a guy in, in Roman Reigns' position on the card and who he is in that company, um, he's already gained Sammy Zayn a lot. He obviously has a, a great relationship with him. Uh, he obviously, obviously really likes him, obviously really rates him. You know what I mean? Uh, because he's already, you know, as a as a character, as a personality, as a performer, is gained Sammy Zayn a lot of shine off his Zayn position. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I mean, I'm sure if if creative decide to take that road, they'll go for it. You know what I mean? So let's see, let's see how it plays out. But that Royal Rumble is going to be an absolute belter because because again, it's one of the things we all expected. Cody Rhodes would return in it and he'd win it. And would see Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. It's kind of what we felt, right? Yeah. Problem is, we kind of want to see Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so I don't know. So maybe they put Cody in a different direction. The smart play actually is, you know, you don't, you don't tarnish Cody's return by crowbarring him into a situation that people want to see develop in a different direction. You know what I mean? It's happened before, this kind of thing, and you don't want to. Yeah, and Cody's smart as well. I think Cody's smart. I, I, I don't expect even Cody. He's a guy who knows how to play things, and I don't think even he would want to be like, you know what, I'm going to step into this situation and it's going to be all about me and Roman. But he'll, he'll know what's going on. He knows what the punters want to see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Cody somehow coming back in the Royal Rumble and getting involved a wee bit and almost like slightly helping Sami Zayn out a wee bit to fucking yeah, I just you know it's it's impossible to see how it will play but it's exciting it's good to talk about this stuff isn't it it is and that's when you know that's when you know good things are happening when you're like oh they could do this oh they could do that they could do this it's exciting to see where it to see where it's going to go um aye, listen and I'll tell you something else John right see when Cody Rhodes comes back I would genuinely happily just see him wrestle Seth Rollins again <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not even yeah. joking. I'd be happy to watch that again. Yeah, I think everyone would. It was brilliant. David, again, we're going to top it match of the year, I think, in a couple of weeks' time as right, well. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's yeah, not yeah. get ahead of ourselves with that. Rab, I love my beers, and I'm delighted to say Beer 52 are once again back on Wrestling Daft, and we can sort you out with free beer and also. You can help the environment, right? And that's what you want to be doing. You just simply have to cover five ninety five for postage and beer fifty two. Great, send you ten free beers, and uh, you can claim the offer. You'll be supporting some awesome environmental charities because they put back in as well. So if you want to get involved in this offer, beer52.com forward slash daft, beer52.com forward slash daft to claim your pack of 10 free beers. And every month, Beer52 sends a member a different case of specifically curated craft beer. They go all around the world creating this beers, picking out lovely beer. That'd be a great job, wouldn't it? For me, going around the world and drinking beer, and bringing it back and putting it in a box and sending it out to people. That, that's... Like a beer, like a beer Santa. Like a beer Santa. That would be amazing. I'd love to do that. Um, and um, this month, the Restore Our Earth case focuses on an environmental conversation. So not only are you going to be getting great beer, you're going to be helping the environment as well. That's what we're talking about. They partnered with the Garden Brewery from Croatia and also teamed up with ten innovative breweries from ten countries to wash ten exclusive collaboration beers so you're going to get lots of great beer uh, from across the world like I say and also included in every case of Beer 52 you're going to get the Ferment magazine and a couple of tasty snacks um, you always get like wee peanuts or wee beer bites just something that goes really nice with the beer so get involved with that you can get a case like I say beer52.com forward slash daft and you'll be able to simply pause or cancel um, at any time if you do subscribe to it I've got to say the Restore Our Earth case, which we've been talking about, which is going out this month, aims to draw attention to some incredible organisation working to tackle climate crisis and conserve essential ecosystems. So between them, Beer 52 and the Grand Garden Brewery, they've already contributed 20 grand to the cause with the help of Tithe 
and environmental charity who are doing amazing work to advocate and provide a platform for organisations doing the most to save our planet. So by getting the case this month, you're going to help the environment, you're going to get some great beer to drink with the collaborations that are going on there, and you're going to get it all for NADA, just the $5.95 for the postage and packaging, and you want to do that by hitting up beer52.com forward slash daft. You just made the list! Now on the run up to the end of the year, we thought we'd have a look at the best of 2022, and this week we're going to talk about the best women wrestlers of the year. So the best of the women uh, this year, and... You know this is this is a tough one, John, because there there's so many uh, good women now, and 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 wrestling, so many. You know what I mean? And I've I've really struggled with my order here. Oh, right. I know who my number one is. Isla Dawn. No, you know what? I, I've <laughs> deliberately excluded any family fair. I can't have family in the list. Um. So excluding Isla Dawn, of course, who would be number one, then my choices are going to have to be. And I'm saying this because I think she is improving in leaps and bounds as she goes on. She looks like a total star. Um, the 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 AEW knows it as well. You know what I mean? She's just getting really pushed out there. It's just Jade Cargill. I think she's yeah. just great. Great year. Um, I think she's had a brilliant year. I think she has, um, she's really, a lot of her critics has been one in the eye to a lot of her critics as well. She's had some critics, you know who I'm talking about out there, who have kind of said she's no ready, she's green and all that kind of stuff. You know, she's not been working like she's green, she's been doing a great job, she's done a great job, she's um, she's just a total star. It's like, you just kind of argue with her and people who... People who criticised her and didn't see that right for the start maybe don't know quite as much about wrestling as they fucking think they do. Mm. My number two... My number two is going to have to be Becky Lynch. Now, I'm saying that because I actually really loved Becky Lynch's heel run at the start of the year with with the mad costumes and the hair pieces and the, and the, the, the tantrums and the big-time Becky stuff and all that. It kind of showed me that she... She has other places she can go with her character. She's not a one-trick pony at all. And she she's just been... Re- it was a really, really solid start to the year, even though it wasn't like... Maybe there wasn't loads of people talking about it and a lot of people that were kind of wanting her just to get back to the man gimmick. I really liked it. I really liked that run. Uh, and now, obviously, she's back again, big pop. I thought she was... I, I just think... You know, sometimes it's that thing with any wrestler when they when they they have a big moment and they break out and it's like, oh, finally this wrestler has kind of really came across to the mainstream. And then the big question is, can you sustain it? A lot of a lot of old school wrestlers talk about that. It's like it's fine having that year where you your stars shining brightly, but can you sustain that? Becky Lynch, I think, has proven in twenty twenty two that she she can sustain that star power that she's got. Um. And you could see it even there, just at war games. You know, we, we knew kind of who the star was in that match, with the exception maybe of. And I feel, but and this is why I feel bad, John, because, um, because Bianca Belair is just incredible. And I, I suppose, I suppose the reason why she's not on my top three is oh, really. I wonder who's number one then. The reason why she's not on my top three is just purely because I think it's that thing. She's she's so complete as she is, right. My, my list is kind of like in this year who has really kind of stepped up and like I say is like Becky Lynch I think has just kind of surprised me a wee bit this year with just how much texture she has to her character uh, Jade Cargill has you know poked her critics in the eye this year and number one for me I just I just think Rhea Ripley is just incredible I mm. think it's all the wee details Furia Ripley this year has been the key. She completely looks the part. She completely gets her character. She enhances everybody that she's in the ringway and everybody that she stands beside. She has, I think, turned Dominic for being somebody that... Because I've been watching comments and stuff on Instagram and all that, and you go to the start of the year, and when WWE would put pictures of Dominic out and talk about Dominic, people would be like, 
He's only there because he's Rey Mysterio's son. He's no Gora. He's never going to make it. He's this, he's that. Very, very negative. And that has started to turn big time with his heel performance, which I think has been really solid, to be honest. I've, I've really enjoyed it. But it's her. I think her being there, playing her part so well, being that character. And this is all aside for the fact that she has also kind of legitimised, I think, Judgment Day. No. Judgment Day, I don't know if you'll agree with me here, John, even before I think Edge left Judgment Day, looked a bit like a joke. And then when Edge left as well, I think everybody was thinking, within within three weeks, this is gone. This, You know what I mean? The reason why Judgment Day has survived and thrived is because of Rhea Ripley. She's been... yeah. Yeah. Do you not think so? I I know I I completely agree. And what I really like about the dynamic is that she seems to be the leader of Judgment Day. She seems to be the brains behind it. And I am cannot wait. And they're going to, again. This is a storyline they're going to have to pull the trigger on. Is Rhea doing a mixed gender match at some point? Right. And they're going to have to. I think they might even do it against Ray, um, because I. But they need to pull the uh, trigger on it at some point. I mean, she scoop it. Just did she not scoop up Gallows and? Body slam him recently. It's like Jesus. The match, the match should be Rhea Ripley versus Ray at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see Rhea versus Ray at WrestleMania with Dominic having that moment in the match where he has to choose between her and him. I think would be would be great. You know what I mean? And she yeah. can do it. And she, um, but again, that War Games match, you just looked at them all in there, and you looked at Rhea Ripley, and you were like, "Fucking put every belt on her, man! Every belt that because you, you know what I mean? Because she just looks." She's got that thing that Jade Cargill's got where she just looks like an absolute star. Aye. And, but the difference is Rhea Ripley is so... Um, I think she's so advanced in her yeah. interactions with the fans. Um, that tying the shoelace thing, untying the shoelace thing a few weeks ago was fucking brilliant. Her character works great. She's a great promo as well. And, yeah. you know, I just think the sky's the limit. And she's obviously, she's always... It's not like it's a surprise. She's always looked like she's going to be you know, a, a big star, but I just kind of feel like this year she has really, really impressed. So she's my number one. Fair enough. Well, listen, the punter's been in touch. Uh, Roger Boy says, Jamie Hater. She's been classed. Oh, Jesus, I know. To emerge from Britt Baker's shadow to become a fan favourite takes some doing. There's an arm named Britt Baker. Uh, she's probably had a bit quieter year. She was definitely last yep. year's probably the rest of the year, but probably a bit more of a quieter year this year. Uh, ben says, Bianca Belair, uh, Jamie, Jade Cargo, Ryan agrees with you, Rhea Ripley. Mark's got Mbeheki in there as well as Ripley. Um, Daniels went for Rhea Ripley, Jamie Hater. Name we've not talked about, Liv Morgan, Paul says. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I, I feel like I feel like Liv hasn't been booked how she should be booked. I don't think I don't think she's the right fit for how they're booking her character. I mean, I she had the title on her for a wee bit, but um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stephen Andrew Dunn, um, Jamie Hater because love her or hate her, you know she's stealing the show. See what you did there. Yeah, uh, Fraser. She's brilliant. Jamie- Fraser's went for Jamie Hater number one, and they'd have Mandy Rose and Bianca Belair not far behind Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose is not a bad shout as well. I mean, I think she's another one, I think, who people kind of went, Mandy Rose, really? And then, you know, she's she's played her part really well. This is, this is what I'm saying, though. It's very tough to pick this top three. What you're talking about, you talk about a top three, you're number four, you're number five, you're number six out there are, are you know, amazing people. You know what yeah. I mean? And Scott Bissett finishes off. He says, Jamie Hayter, list ends. Law love wow. for Jamie Hayter. Law love for Jamie Hayter. She definitely would be probably in my number... And my number four spot, maybe. About Bianca. Then Belair in number five, yeah, I think. Hell. That just goes to show you, like, the... I mean, and yeah, you say Britt Baker's not even in that top five list, and she's, she's I mean, always great as well, and great promo and all that. I mean, it, there is a real depth of a talent, you know, in the women's divisions now. There's maybe not as much, but AEW's maybe t- t- turned the corner a wee bit on it in the last few months. But there's a real great depth, you know, coming into, you know, and then you've got Sasha and Naomi to come back into the mix potentially as well. I mean, you're talking, but this is the thing you're talking about. You could easily make, you you could you could have a top 10 of the woman here and, you know, you could argue all night about the positions that they're in. You know what I mean? That's how good they are. No, and absolutely. then, like you say, you don't have, 
You don't have Sasha back yet. You don't have Charlotte back yet. Of course, you know Charlotte's I mean? not there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, exactly. exactly. Well, listen, folks. Um, get yourself on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Get on there, get involved, get on the Discord, get chatting because, like we said last week, the date has been set for the live wrestling daft show. It's the 20. It's the eight? same. We're hoping, we're hoping to book it for the same day as Square Go. I've still to get the venue booked, uh, but it hopefully be the same uh, date as Square Go, which is February. Is it the twenty eighth? Uh, something like that. I'm just looking. I'm just see. We're very organised. We're, we're very so organised. But on this podcast, we're so organised. It's going uh, to be happening in February anyway, so it's like it's soon. Twenty sixth of February. Well, oh, there you go. Twenty sixth of February. So it's going to be happening soon. So you want to go on the Patreon because that's where the tickets are going to go up first. And like we said, we're not going to go for a big venue. We want somewhere wee and intimate. So. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to be there early so you can get your tickets. And uh, Pug for if you're looking for Christmas presents for your loved ones, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft for all your t-shirt needs there as well. Listen, why not? You know what I mean? And there you go. An episode of Wrestling Daft. Great, there was no here. And what did we do, John? We spoke about... Wrestling! We spoke about wrestling. That's the key, isn't it? It's obviously that's the key. Because Grado's <laughs> here, he talks about, like, takeaways. He says, I've ordered a kebab hod on that. And then it's like, you know, you're away. That's and it. then, you know, so we need to... You know, what do you think of it? It's interesting, isn't it? It's just an interesting and a shout detail. To, by the way, a shout to all um, Wrestling Daft uh, listeners who we turned out to be number one in their Spotify Unwrapped. Beppy says, well, we, Beppy says we came second place to James Richardson on his. But we've had, we're number one in a lot of people's Spotify Unwrapped, so thanks for listening. Yes, man, that's what I'm talking about. Thanks for that, folks. Um, onwards and upwards. Listen, John, it's been an absolute pleasure to. I'm, I'm looking for. I'm actually looking forward to doing these lists, like best wrestler of the year, match of the year, and all that. I'm into all that kind of stuff. Aye, that's, aye, aye. That's you know, that's that. I like that. Carry on. So, um, we'll talk about that. Hopefully, we'll get a wee word for Grado of, of some nature next week. We'll see how that goes. He's a very busy boy. Um, but John, it's it's yourself and up the road. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.